How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. I am so happy that you're tuning in today. This is going to be a really fun conversation with my friend, Kelly Collins. But before we dive in, I wanted to share a huge thank you to all of the love and support of How'd She Do That? We launched last week with an incredible episode with my friend and mentor, Tiffany Dowd. It was so fun to hear the response from that episode and to see so many of you listening around the world within the first three days of the podcast launching, we had 25 states represented as well as listeners in the UK, Jamaica, Australia, and Switzerland to name a few. Oh my gosh, the love and support has been slightly overwhelming, but mostly so exciting. You guys are the best, and I just can't wait to continue to share these episodes with you. If it's your first time listening to How'd She Do That, I want to share a special welcome to you. I invite inspiring, wonderful, incredible women on the podcast to talk about their unique career trajectories in hopes that they are able to share how they have done XYZ, and that you are inspired to do something with your own life and with your own career, something that you're wanting to do. I think these conversations are going to be a great resource, not just for recent grads, but for women who are looking to pivot in their career as well. Or perhaps you're just curious like me and you want to know how somebody has done XYZ. Well, we're going to find out. You guys are going to love this conversation with my friend Kelly Collins. Kelly and her sister Lauren created an incredible app and workout program called SysFit that I use almost daily. And yeah, let's get into it. You guys are going to love this conversation with Kelly. So without further ado, here is Kelly Collins on How'd She Do That? Today's guest is one I am really excited to introduce. Upon graduating from college, this guest entered into the sports modeling industry, but had always been drawn to the structure of a corporate career. Kelly Collins pivoted and began her career as a sales rep and found that the extensive business travel and demanding schedule would just be a part of her life. Constantly challenged to improvise and develop workouts that fit into her her unpredictable schedule, Kelly decided to become a certified personal trainer and after months of studying, became certified through the NSCA. She immediately began training and teaching group fitness classes before work and on the weekends. And as her sales career progressed, she became the go-to person to create workouts and found herself developing workouts for family, friends, and coworkers. She was loving every second. After multiple years in the corporate world, she left her sales career to pursue her joint dream with her sister, Lauren, sharing their expertise and passion for fitness with the world through their company, SysFit. Kelly Collins, welcome to How'd She Do That? 
Thank you. And thank you for having me and for that wonderful intro. You did better than I could have myself. (laughs) Well, I am so happy to have you on because this is really fun. We don't get to see each other a lot, but I do consider you a real life friend. So this is going to be awesome to share your story, a little little insight into how we met. I actually was able to work with you guys a few years ago, which was so fun and had been introduced to you through your incredible workouts. My gosh, yes. It was obviously such a joy having you and I would consider you a friend. I wish you lived a little bit closer. I know. Work out together. Absolutely. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Well keeps us connected, right? Yes, absolutely. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you have seen me sweating it out with the CISFIT workouts. And we're going to dive into all of that. But I know that people are going to be really curious. I mentioned that you went straight into kind of the modeling industry after school. And I know Lauren did the same. So I'd love to kind of start at the beginning of your career trajectory and what it looked like for you post-grad because you have a really unique story of how the timing just panned out for the the post-grad career, but also pursuing your passions at the same time. So I'd love to hear what did it look like right after school and how did you kind of get started specifically in sales with, with the inkling of fitness being in there at some point? Sure. So I graduated actually way back in 2012, which seems like ages ago now. (laughs) That just aged me. But when I graduated, especially being a spring sport athlete, um, I ran track and field. I probably didn't put as much thought into my post-collegiate career as maybe I should have. Um, You know, you just think, oh, well, I've been told what to do (laughs) most of my entire life, and this will just fall into place and be great. And so I went the path that Lauren did as a fitness model. I had done that, you know, all throughout high school and college, very much part-time. And so in my mind, I'm like, great, I can, I can do that. I was still serving at the time. Um, and I think until I really graduated, I wasn't quite thinking, okay, what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> right. Yes. So about a month, yeah. I know. I'm like, hopefully I'm not the only one, but about a month in um, to summer, I realized Okay, I definitely don't want to be waiting around and going on, you know, castings. We live in Orange County, and so you go up to LA and you're driving all the time. And yes. it was great because it 2012 was an Olympic year, so there were a lot of great commercial castings and different track and field ones, ones that were up our alley. Oh. But in the grand scheme, in order to be a very successful model like my sister, you need to be going out constantly and working constantly, and that's not really the reality for for most models as much as it might seem that way. So I started to get a little bit stir crazy, um, a little bit bored. And so I'm like, shoot, okay, what do I actually want to do with my full-time career? And being an athlete, most people recommend sales. And I was always very fascinated with business. Um, My major in college was sociology because that was kind of the catch-all for athletes. And again, probably didn't put a whole lot of thought (laughs) going into college. And then as I progressed further in college, they opened a business major. And so it was too late to transfer, but I did do a business minor, most of my electives in business. So I knew that business was really interesting to me. So I went into a sales career with a company called Cintas. And if you've ever seen like the white trucks that say the uniform people, it's definitely- Oh, yes. Have you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I have no idea. And they're like, oh yes, I've totally seen those driving around. 
So I was commuting 65 miles a direction in a very, very like cutthroat, intense um, outside sales career. Wow. And it was great because it put me totally out of my comfort zone. It was um, like financially a very great career. And for athletes, you know, kind of fit right into that athlete mentality of just rolling up your sleeves and getting out there. And one of the, I think the biggest struggles that I had was, wow, as I'm commuting and working these, you know, 12 to 14 hour days, then add on my commute, I could have been working out, I could have been cooking healthy, you know, I could have been doing the things that interest me. And then when I got to the weekends, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to fit in workouts, of course, but, you know, two a week wasn't exactly what I was used to. And then started all over again. Of course, I'd want to do my reading and things that that prepared me mentally for the week. And that started to just feel like my life was passing by me. And it was definitely daunting because you hold yourself to such a high standard. And so in my head, I refused to fail or to admit that it was hard. Or I just assumed, oh, this is what everyone's adult life should be. It's this crazy lack of balance where you're just grinding your life away. Right. So about a year into that, I woke up one day and was just kind of like, I don't like this. I truthfully yeah. don't like this, and I. But I do enjoy sales, and I definitely would love to be in the sports realm. But for me, this just is not where I want to stay, and that was really, really tough for me to swallow. Just because in my family we're very traditional, so my parents were like, "You, well, you can buy a house at twenty five, and you know, what I mean, like you, you yes. check all the boxes." And so, having a successful career and admitting to myself like I, I don't love this was really challenging. And I, I was still at the time. 23, I think I was oh, pretty. Oh, wow. Happy. Yes. So I left and moved on to ASICS, the running shoe company. But in the interim, there was about a few months in between before I actually started at ASICS. And that was when I did my personal training certification because that was always something that I wanted. And, you know, fitness was a lot of times you think, okay, it's just associated to being an athlete and everyone else is fascinated. That's my teammate, right? Like, we all love fitness. Right. And if you find that's not the case post-collegiately, a lot of people <laughs> stop doing what they used to or they need a break. And for me, I was like, oh, wow, I, I really enjoy this. I'm fascinated by pretty much every aspect of fitness. So I just decided, hey, it, it doesn't hurt. I will do my you know, NSCA certified personal training degree. If I use it, great. If I don't, cool. At least I learned a little bit more. Right. So I had just received that and started to train at Barry's boot camp the same day I started at ASICS. So I taught my like oh, five wow. exam class and started at ASICS. Yeah. Now what were you doing at ASICS? What was that? What did that role entail? So I started as a tech rep, which is basically the person who goes all around and techs all, all of the accounts on the new um just all the componentry of the different shoes. You do events, you do runs, that sort of thing. It's fun. really, really fun, but it was certainly a means to an end because I had come from sales and I wanted to get back into sales. But in the running career, it's a very, very, you need to be in in order to, right. you don't normally just enter as a sales rep. You have right. to start somewhere. So I made that transition over to ASICS and Absolutely loved it. In about a year, I was a sales rep and I was traveling all over. I was actually apparel sales, which a lot of people don't even know that ASICS oh. has apparel, but they do. And oh. I was all over the country. You name oh it, it was part of my territory because it was based off of volume, not geographically. So okay. I found myself in a different state almost every week. And although ASICS was astronomically different for just my lifestyle in general, because it was such 
a health-oriented company. I had more balance in my life. I still could get my workouts in and, you know, work everything somewhat around my schedule, even though it was still pretty hectic. When you start to throw travel in, you realize, oh, shoot, I'm sitting on a plane all of the time. I'm going out to client yes. dinners all of the time. You know, right. having all of these things, do I just say, okay, I'll wait until I get back from my work trip when that's every single week? Or mm-hmm. do you start to figure out, you know, how to make that work? And so that was actually part of the motivation for SysFit. But when I was on the road, typically I would leave Monday morning, 6 a.m. flight. Well, I guess it was the 6.45 out of John Wayne, which really isn't until 7 because of the noise ordinance. (laughs) I traveled to the East Coast, which is where most of my accounts were. With the time change and a layover, you get in at like 5 or 6 p.m. And then you're having dinner and having drinks and appetizers. And of course, you're going with accounts. You're like, oh, why live in you know, Texas, you need to try the barbecue or I live, you know, wherever and you don't want an insult. Yes. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to be eating any of the foods I'm used to. I'm definitely going to be having more social cocktails and I've been sitting on a plane for 10 hours. Okay. Let's figure this wow. out. Yes. So my biggest thing and simultaneously, my sister Lauren was modeling full-time. And so right. she was traveling like crazy to internationally, nationally, you name it. So we always joked that we would someday get to see each other and high five in the airport. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We yeah, we GPS tracked each other just to be like, what state? Like what layover? Are you, <laughs> you know what state are you in? Just to see yes. if we ever walked over, and, and we didn't. But um, we would pass workouts back and forth when we were working because oh. it was it's kind of like having a coach tell you what to do when it's coming from someone else. Right. So that was fun and accountability. So even if it was 15 minutes, like honestly, you're getting in. I just checked into my hotel. It's 5 p.m. I'm meeting downstairs at 5.45 to go to dinner with you know my accountant sales rep. I'm like, okay, 15 minutes. I could sit thinking about this for 20. You know what I mean? Sit on my bed, on TV, check my emails. But if I just set my bag down, take my shoes off, throw on some workout clothes and do like a 15-minute circuit in my hotel room, like that's better than nothing. That was really yeah. all I could do. Yeah. And then in the mornings, I was like, well... Most of the hotels I'm staying at have maybe one treadmill. A lot of times, no weights. So if I'm getting up at 5 a.m. before my presentation, which is 2 a.m. you know West Coast time, it better yes. be worth my time. <laughs> and it has yes. to. <laughs> so that's where we started developing quick treadmill interval workouts or elliptical interval workouts and things that required really minimal, minimal equipment. And mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have realized how much consistency is important and how much those little efforts can compound over time and make a big effect because right. I was an athlete training five hours a day, you know, just two right. years prior. I'm like, 20 minute workout sounds kind of dumb. <laughs> like, is it worth yes. it? Yes. Only option. I was going to try it, of course. Like, I'm not just going to sit. I couldn't start my, you know, work workout week on Wednesday or Thursday. That just, just wasn't working for right. me. Right. So that was how I kind of fumbled through just the balance of it all and realizing, oh my gosh, I can you know, look good, feel good, not come home from traveling feeling just like gross and lethargic. And like, I'm trying to get back on track all the time. And Lauren, a fitness model, she obviously had more pressure to, you know, look a certain way, of course, as a model, whereas I didn't fortunately in sales, but she had the same thing with sometimes three or 4am call times. If the sun rises at five, you're doing hair and makeup at 3am and you might be on a totally opposite time zone. And so we both were in a similar situation, although very different in terms of figuring out those workouts. And to us, we're like, wow, if we're figuring this out, like we've both been, you know, 
heavier fluctuated. It's not like we're just genetic freaks or anything like that. Like it definitely takes <laughs> And so realize, yeah. wow, okay, it's this balance and consistency. If it's working for us, it has to work for other women. And that would be amazing to teach people that you don't have to work out an hour, right. two hours a day right. to make it, you know, worth it. It's so fun to hear and thinking through your journey because I've never quite um, pinpointed like the different connects, but it's really fun because as you're talking, I'm like thinking of all the many times I've woken up at five and I've been done at like 530 with your workouts, which is the best feeling ever. But I can also relate not personally, but kind of through my husband, Luke, he was a um, college athlete at Brown. He was a football player. And I totally agree with you guys in regards to, you know, after school sometimes, uh, and again, I can only experience this through his eyes, but good grief. He was like, leave me alone with the workouts for a second because it had been his whole life. But I love that for you, you were able within a year, and I want to give you credit because I don't think this is maybe the the most normal route for all college athletes, but you actually were able to acclimate to your new situation, your new schedule, your new life maybe fairly quickly. I mean, to be able to say, I need quick, effective workouts, and this is what it's going to look like. How long were you at ASICS? What did that time frame of Lauren's modeling, you're still doing sales, traveling all the time? What was, how many years was that? Or how, what was the time frame there? You know what? It was about three years that I was with ASICS, just shy of three oh, years. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you yeah. did have a big chunk of time with them. And I do want to say too, you've mentioned uh, Lauren's modeling career. You guys definitely have seen Lauren and potentially Kelly uh, at Target. And gosh, Athleta, I don't think I've told you this. My twin sister, she used to work um, at Athleta when when I was working with you guys. And she had true. mentioned, yeah, she had mentioned that to her coworkers that I was working with you guys and knew you girls. And her coworkers were obsessed with you both. We're oh obsessed God, with you and Lauren. So they were like, what, sis fit girls? So anyways, it's just so fun to hear about both of your careers, you know, in, in sales, but also in modeling. But they were so similar. I, I have never put it together how similar your season of life was. And so here you are kind of trying out these workouts. When did you guys start actually? I don't know. You've, you've kind of thought, well, gosh, if this works for us. And like you said, and I love this, you, you said you're not genetic freaks. If you guys see Kelly and Lauren there, gorgeous and very fit, very active. But like you said, you guys are hardworking too. I mean, that's an element that some people might not quite get. So when did you guys start saying, okay, I think we're on to something and we need to kind of write this down, take pictures, take videos? What did that look like for you guys that early, early time frame when you really were like, I think we're on to something? Right. So it's funny you asked that because I've thought about it and it's crazy how time can blur, you know, like were we really talking about this? And, um, and I know that probably we always said, okay, we want to do something together because fitness was really what brought Lauren and I together. Well, backing up, we were both teammates in college, but we're three years apart. She took a red shirt year. So we did have crossed over for two years. And we were different events. She was a heptathlete, so a whole different coach than I was. I was a hurdler. The only time we really crossed over was running the 4x4 relay together, which was awesome. But so we were obviously close then. We lived together. And then we had 
these completely separate careers. We didn't live that close together. But the one thing that when we were both in town, we would meet up and try to do track workouts. Right. That was still, you know, kind of in our DNA. And so that was usually when our brainstorming would go on and we're like, oh, you know, I have this great workout or that great workout, or we would love to do something. But then we'd both be off in our careers, which we both were super fulfilled and happy. So it was more of just this, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it. I don't know. Yes. Yes. And then I remember um, it would have been January. So we started CISFIT in May of 2016. And in January of 2016, I found this was probably maybe a year after we started. I found um, just like notes that I had written and it was on just one of my long flights to the East Coast. And I must have been doing some goal setting or whatever it was, but it was pretty verbatim what has come to life. And it was just all, I would have to find it. I want to take a copy of it because it's pretty mind blowing. Like what yes. you write down and put your mind to, and then look back and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that what I'm doing right now is what I wrote down when I had no idea, you know, no semblance of an idea that I was going to be leaving my career and starting this. So right. that was pretty cool looking back and seeing those notes and just the goals that, that we had. That is so cool. Is that something that you would credit? I mean, goal setting, I, I happen to kind of have a little bit of eyes on your amazing family and you guys are so close knit. And I think that could be something that maybe was instilled, you know, as go getters and and pursuing your dreams. But would you credit at being an athlete to that? I mean, some people might be listening and think, oh, I haven't, you know, I never, I don't really take goals seriously. Or I, I don't know that I've dreamed in that way of just writing things down. Or is that just something that you think is kind of instilled in you? I would say more from being an athlete for sure, especially yeah. just with visualizing in general. Like that was something that a, a lot of things as an athlete, they weren't necessarily taught to you, like verbally told to you, but you realize mm. you put these things over time. And so one of the things I used to do as a hurdler, I would picture the race, you know, before you ran it. And if you pictured it winning 95% uh. of the time, you're winning that race or, but sometimes you just weren't that mentally strong. And I'm like, Oh, I just couldn't quite get to that first place. You know, I'd sometimes see things happening. Sure enough, that would happen in the race or I would somehow self-sabotage or (laughs) it's crazy how strong your mind is and something that I constantly need to work on. Mm. But um, so I think that and just having tangible goals, because if you can't wrap your head around it, like you're like, oh, I'm going to run this crazy time in track and you can't convince yourself of that, like you're never going to be able to do that. So breaking it down into very digestible, small goals, just like workouts and, you know, things that you actually can do that are attainable that you can wrap your head around. And that's what I found to be the most successful. Oh, that's so awesome. Do you remember anything that you wrote down that you were like, this is, this has happened? I mean, maybe starting the CISFIT with Lauren, of course, could have been one, but is there anything specific you can think of that you're like, wow, that really happened? Definitely writing that we wanted to start our own company and eventually yeah. have an app, which we just uh, yes. Oh, yes, I'm so excited to talk about the app. Okay, okay. So let's get back to to the storyline because this is so much fun for me to hear. I, I know some of these details, but it's really cool to hear you kind of share it. So you're at ASICS and you guys are really on to something uh, and you're kind of thinking, okay, and, and kind of adding it together. When did the transition from ASICS kind of propel you to CISFIT starting in 2016? When did that go kind of full-blown? What was the steps for you and Lauren to really start focusing on CISFIT? Were there things that she had to let go of with modeling or or were you able to kind of balance it both? What did that look like? Right. Um, it's not as glamorous as you're probably thinking. <laughs> um, in January was when I was writing down and those were like 
dreams, goals, like nothing that I saw happening anytime soon, especially because right. in January, I was still super content in my career. And I'm like, it's too good to to leave if I, you know, like maybe we can start. Right. Else. I don't know. And then yeah. about a month or so later, we had had a big shift in upper management. And it it was not to ever to the point where I was in jeopardy of losing my job or anything like that. But organizationally, things were starting to shift and become a little mm. more ambitious. And so if you're numbers oriented and achievement oriented like myself, and you're yes. like, okay, is my sales territory, are all these going that I'm like the accounts that I'm working on, are they still going to be mine? Or are we restructuring and I'm going to, you know, have to start over over here? Like what what was going on? Yes. I wasn't really sure. And so for a there were a lot of layoffs, but that was mostly in, you know, the upper management. A lot of times that happens when a new CEO comes in. And so I was watching my mentors just drop like flies, unfortunately, and just oh, felt like, yeah. you know what? I'm 25 years old. And if I want to just collect a paycheck and be complacent and a job's a job, then this is great. This is perfectly fine. No one's really paying attention to what's going on. I could just cruise through. For me, that is like the worst thing that you can do is tell me I need to come into an office and not give me like <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was just like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. Probably could have collected a paycheck a little bit longer and, you know, progressed further in the starting point of our business. But I am very much like wrap my head around it. It's black and white. Let's go. And so I was like, you know what? I'm 25. I had been saving to buy a house. And so I knew, you know, I like to say I kind of knew like the the chips I was gambling with and how much I was willing to put in before I'd pull out. Mm -hmm. And Lauren was modeling and she knew that she wanted to start a family somewhat soon and it wasn't going to last forever. And so she was ready to start taking a little bit more of a backseat. Mm-hmm. And we actually did have some friends of ours that own another company that um, in the original stages, like right as I was leaving ASICs, we're like, we can definitely help you find investors and you know people to help manage and all of that. So we're like, okay, great. Oh, wow. So I put in my two weeks. I'm like, I'm done. Um, you know, I can, I can still model. I can still personal train. Like I knew that I had options, but um, not a game plan. I was like, you yeah, know, let's just go ahead dive in head first and and see what happens. And of course, my parents again were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my <laughs> I know this seems so millennial, but like, I'm never going to get to a point where one, I'm moving back with you guys, where two, I'm asking for a cent of money. You know what I mean? Like we, we had been very smart about it as maybe yes. not strategic it sounds. And so I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I burnt zero bridges in this industry. I go learn a ton this doesn't work out. I put my tail between my legs. I, you know, have a little bit less money towards my house savings, and I learned a ton. And hopefully, go ask for a higher paid position when I come back. If that, you right. know, if it right. came to it. So I tried to wrap my head around that because I'm like, you know what? I'm young. Maybe this is something that I wouldn't want to do if I had a family and children. I don't think I'd want to take this risk. So now's the time. Right. And Lauren was still modeling, and so she planned to just not take a, quite as much of a. Um, front seat role with me, but she was also willing to invest financially more than I was. And so that was yeah. our agreement there. Um, and so right after we started, I don't want to say everything fell through, but in terms of who we thought was going to help us and the you know investment side, we're like, okay, I guess this isn't originally what we thought. So we're going to figure right. this out on our own. <laughs> wow. Was- no shocking because I'm like, all right, well, I came from sales and I have no idea how to run a company. I have a vision, absolutely, but let's see what happens. And so there were 
so many tears and stressful moments and, you know, just times where you feel so defeated. But I think that that's probably something that almost every entrepreneur feels. So yeah, um, yeah, we just kept going. So with that, with that season in mind, because I can think of multiple ventures, including this podcast, you kind of you are so excited about something and then you're just like, what am I doing? So I'm wondering what helped you kind of get over that hump in the beginning, some things are falling through, you're looking around like I left my job for this. But you you do have a sense that it can be successful. Were you guys creating product at that point? Or what was the the first goal? of kind of making money with SysFit? I'm so curious. Was it product that you guys were pushing or, I mean, was it immediately workouts? What did that look like? So it was launching ebook guides. And that was never the end all be all. Um, But in order to at least even see if your workouts had traction or to eventually grow big enough to, if we wanted to bring on, you know, help or a business partner down the line. We just figured, okay, that's a great way to at least test the waters with our workouts, hopefully be able to build an app. But then we would know how our audience was responding. Well, we had right. to build an audience at that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like heavy, heavy dollars into more. Okay. So it, was, it started out with eBooks, which by the way, you guys, I have all of them and they are awesome. I know we have the app now, but I'm an OG. So I love the eBooks. <laughs> so, so... Yeah, exactly. So the ebooks are the first kind of idea. I'd love to get kind of a little more details. I mean, that is a whole shooting process, right? I mean, you guys were doing photo shoots for the ebook. At the time, were you still doing some modeling gigs? But the goal was to get that ebook out with with photos. Was that renting a studio? I mean, I'm so curious. I know you guys have great relationships with photographers, but what did the the kind of behind the scenes of even just getting the ebook started look like? So with that, we actually shot in my parents' living room and oh, I love it. Yeah, set up a, a huge seamless and had one of um, a photographer that we had worked with a handful of times who's great. Yeah. He came in and helped us with all of those, but it is pretty funny to think, yeah, we shot it in our, our parents' living room. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so fun though. That's mm-hmm. so fun. And do you look back on that and are you thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. But there has to be a real sense of pride too in the beginning stages of like, yeah, we got this thing off the ground. Definitely. I mean, sometimes you wonder like, how, how the heck did we do it? Because you right. would do it so differently now. <laughs> Oh, yes. Not in like writing the workouts, but just in the things that paralyze you with time and how nitpicky you are and how long you take to produce different things. Like, yes. But again, you only learn that in hindsight. So, right. We, yeah, did as best as we can. And you eventually learn if you want to make anything happen, you have to accept that it's probably not going to be perfect and you just need to execute. And so that was something we started to get more comfortable with. And just mm. yeah, went for it and figured you, know, you can always go back and make revisions if <laughs> yes that that is a huge takeaway in in some of the conversations I've been having and I think that probably someone listening needed to hear that because I think that sometimes we can paralyze ourselves with well we have to make sure it's perfect and my beginning needs to look like this person's end and even though they've been doing it for five years mine needs to look like I've been doing it for five years so I love that encouragement of what you're saying of just to get started, put it out there, you can revise it later, 
and get going. And if you guys had waited for it to be perfect, then CISFIT probably would have never gotten off the ground because it's not going to be. And I, I think that's such a great point to just say, you guys, if you're thinking about doing something like Kelly and Lauren have done in regards to fitness or a business, or maybe you want to do something in the creative space, just go for it. That's exactly what they did. They got started in their parents' living room. And now you all have created an incredible community, an amazing CISFIT community. I want to hear a little bit about that. What has the growth of CISFIT looked like? I mean, you're getting the ebooks out. Were there any partnerships that you would credit to a lot of growth. I know you and Lauren both have had successful modeling careers and Lauren may be known in the modeling industry and maybe some fans or friends came out through that. What did it look like to start building that audience and and really catering to women, uh, specifically online probably, but what did that look like partnership wise? What did that whole dynamic look like in the beginning? Right. That's a good question. And it's definitely something that we we think about and try to like I almost wish that I could write like, oh, our our following was was here and then we think this event jumped us here. It's really hard to pinpoint too many things, but definitely a big one was Athleta. We had done yes. some of their they no longer um it's no longer really active, but their chi blog, they used to have a lot of great content and um, a lot of yoga, but we did fitness for them and we did a handful of workouts. And I think that really helped to connect a lot of the Athleta followers with Lauren, not realizing they had seen her for, gosh, about 10 years she had been modeling with them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she was around for a very long time. And so I, I presume that that connected a lot of people like, oh, okay, she has an Instagram, you know, we can follow that and she has workouts and, you know, with her sister, great. So that definitely played a factor because I do think it helps when reputable brands, I guess, validate what you're doing. And so that was a huge one and they've been a wonderful partner. Um, We've had a couple different just avenues where maybe we've done workouts for people or someone's posted an article and, you know, thought of us and put us on a list of, you know, 10 fitness people to follow. Like there are just some funny ones where you're like, huh, I just never would have thought that that would have been an influx um, to help but it's definitely a steady burn. I'll tell you that. Yes. yes. <laughs> to kind of continue the momentum. I, I think that's so fun. I'm trying to think of some of the fun things I've seen you guys in. Now you've been in a six ads. Have you not? Am I making that up? Yes. Yes. I do okay. model quite a bit. Mm-hmm. See, so that's fun. I'm trying to think. It's just fun because listeners, you guys are going to have to be looking for Lauren and Kelly because I think once you start looking for you two, you find you all over the place. Again, Lauren at Target is so fun to see. And then, yep, I've seen you in the A6. And really, like you said, that partnership with a credible brand for people who are thinking about, okay, how can I get started or, or what might this look like? I want to point out that you know, Lauren and Kelly, they had both been working for years in this industry. And so Lauren, like you said, many maybe have seen her with Athleta, they've seen her face. And then to do this introduction with you, the credibility was really already there because of the hard work you guys had been putting in. So I've always thought you both are really creative when it comes to partnerships and different connects. It's always been fun to see what you guys get into. Has there ever been a time that people have reached out to you and said, hey, we want to do product placement or, or whatnot, and it's just not been the right fit? How do you guys kind of navigate different introductions or, or whatnot to make sure that it's really in line with your brand? 
to answer your question, yes, there are numerous times when you have <laughs> you know, opportunities and, and they may even be lucrative ones. But as you start to, you typically you just get a feeling of like, ah, yeah. I don't know if this is exactly on brand, even early right. on. But as you go, you just really start to figure out what brands are important to you and which aren't and which would be a good fit. And so for us, it has to really be a brand that we truly love because the last thing that we want, I mean, because we follow other people too. And you're like, oh, streamline this for me. I don't want to do all my nutrition homework, but I trust what you have to say. And if they're throwing out something out of left field, that's, you know, a hashtag sponsored something or another, of course, you got to hand everyone a few just kind of we get it. You're probably making money. That's fine. Right. But if you don't trust what they're telling you, of course, you're, you'll are you be kind of bummed. And so right. we all keep that in mind too. Yeah. It might be something that provides us you know, a little more monetary value, but is that really going to provide value for our community? And is this something that we actually love? And most of the time, a lot of the brands that we are promoting are the ones that we love and we're not being ever paid a dime <laughs> from them. All right. Oh, that's so, a good point too. Yeah. Before it used to be harder because you're like, well, you saw everything as an opportunity and, oh, maybe this will lead to this or, you know, you make a little bit more money here. But as you start to get further along, you just realize it's easy to have a backbone. You can't please everyone. Same thing goes for mm-hmm. your community with workouts, with everything. So once you get a good sense of your brand and what you stand for, it's really, really easy. Like Lauren and I had a conversation today and I was like, I don't even want to talk about this this brand anymore because it's it's just not... You know what I mean? Like we're spending way more time than we need to. And I don't think they're going to be a good fit for us. So you just have a thicker skin. And you're obviously very nice and complimentary of them and can just say, you know, hey, we have a lot going on right now. Thank you so much for thinking of us. We'll reach out in the future. But um, it's become alarmingly easy to... That's good. I love the point of just what Kelly said. Like when you're beginning, it might be a little easier to say yes, 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 yes. I would even say uh, an example that just came to mind in my own life would be this podcast. I've actually I've reached out to to a collect uh, kind of group, and I'm so excited about all of the guests. Kelly I was thrilled when you would come on, but I've even had a, a few responses of yes, and and then I kind of look back and I'm like wait a second, I I don't actually even know this person that well. Interesting. So it's going to be fun for me to kind of think through the same element. And I love the next point that you have is just, you know, you guys have been doing this long enough. You know who you're catering to. You know who you're speaking to. You know your audience. You know your community. And if it's not in line and if it's not a good fit, you guys aren't willing to sacrifice that. So I think that's awesome. I'd love to hear, I know that your community has grown quite a bit. Oh my God. I would love to hear maybe some success stories that you would love to share. I mean, it would be fun to hear kind of what your community has shared with you and Lauren in different ways that you guys have helped them. I know we haven't mentioned this, but Lauren is is somewhat of a new mom, I guess. How old is her son and daughter? So Shane is was two in January and Bryn is going on five months. Oh my gosh. Uh, and you're an auntie. Oh my gosh. So even that element of, wow, one of the CISFIT sisters is a mom now. So I'm sure you guys are talking a lot about, about that. But I'd love to hear, are there any success stories or or even just stories of encouragement that people in your community have have shared with you guys that you and Lauren just kind of look at each other and you're like, yes, this is why we're doing what we're doing? 
Definitely. There, there's three that come to mind. And one of the ones that definitely gives me that reaction of like, yes, this is why we're doing what we're doing is when mothers say that they actually let their daughters and encourage them to follow our page. And that's something that is huge, huge for Lauren and I, because there's just a lot of, I don't want to say questionable because everyone has very different outlooks um, in social media, but Mm. I think it's easy to get caught up in maybe the more like sexy or more arrogant or whatever it is in this realm that's going to get you more followers or, you know, gain more attraction or get more attention. And we've always stood by, that's not for us. That's not how, how we were raised. That's not how we would, you know, the content we would want our daughters looking at. And so we tried to really share our relationship with one another in hopes that maybe that would inspire, you know, other younger sisters and women in letting them know, especially in the modeling realm, that you don't need to sell out and that you can be wholesome and, just mm. stick to what you believe. Um, and absolutely. so that's a huge, huge compliment from our community that we have absolutely loved it. And it keeps us grounded oh. too, when you can think of it yes. through that one. Especially with moms, we, we always joke like our demographic is like the mom, like the go-getter mom of four, which clearly <laughs> not, everyone. not everyone is, is moms, not even close. But right. a lot of women did have that misconception that you need to work out one to two hours a day. And one of the largest things we hear is you truthfully, truthfully gave me so much time back in my life by teaching me how to work out more efficiently and like being able to throw my, you know, mindset, previous mindset, like out the window and open myself up to 30 minute workouts consistently. And so that is really, really cool because Lauren and I are not these crazy fitness people. Like we like to use fitness to fuel your confidence and your, you know, discipline and having that spill over into the more important parts of your life. Not saying that fitness is important, but it, using it as not the end all be all. It's what's fueling your passions and your excitement. And yeah. so here that especially like, I mean, everyone's busy, but crazy, crazy busy moms getting more time back in their lives is a huge compliment. So we love hearing yeah. that. And then performance wise, we never really thought that we would, I mean, being track athletes, we were sprinters. And so we do high intensity cardio is more of our, our niche. And we never thought that distance runners would really be our demographic. And we have women just, and men, but just shattering their race times. And they're like, um, I, you know, I used to train for hours and go longer and longer and higher mileage. And I'm running the times that I ran like division one in college off 30 minute workouts. And granted, that's more of your like 5k, 10k wow. half marathon. Of course you need to see higher mileage than, than 30 But um, but hearing that that they're able to work turnover and speed and be breaking their race times like crazy, especially postpartum, because that's a big one for a lot of women, wow. is really, really cool. Oh my gosh. Well, to reiterate all of the compliments you receive, I would echo every single one you just said. It is so fun, you guys, to follow Kelly and Lauren on Instagram and to follow SisFit. You both, and I want to give you just a little second of credit that that is so true about you. It is so much fun to follow you guys because we see your values. We see that you guys really love each other. There's no cattiness in this sister relationship. I mean, I'm sure, you know, at times sisters are sisters, but, but what you guys really do is respect each other, encourage each other, cheer one another on. You guys are champions for each other. So I can't reiterate that enough. I love, love, love that those moms are saying, hey, 
We want our daughters to follow you. And just props to you and Lauren, because that might not be what every you know fitness model is looking to hear. They might not be thinking, oh yeah, that would be a compliment I want. But serious kudos to you guys. You guys are awesome. And I love that that is a theme that you hear. Y'all are going to want to go and check them out. They're, they're just the best. But before... Oh, it's so true, Kelly. I just love that. And and same with, gosh, these quick workouts. I mean, I'm, I want to get, I mean, I don't want to get off the call with you, but when I do, I'm like, I want to go do a CISFIT workout. They're so efficient. They're so quick. Yes. They're, they're tough. Oh my gosh, you guys, they're really tough. But Afterwards, you just feel like, I can't believe I just did that in the the quickest amount of time. So y'all will love their workouts and you'll have to check them out too. I do want to hear just real quickly, I cannot let you go without hearing more about this app. Tell me a little bit about the process and just the excitement around it. I want to hear, you know, what are our listeners going to see when they get your app? So we never wanted to launch an app unless it was the best way that you could receive our workouts and something that we were really, really excited about because there are a ton of fitness apps and it's very expensive <laughs> as yes. knows, to build an app. And so we had the opportunity to pretty much have not everything that we want in an app. Of course, that's an evolution, but we were able to combine music and have licensing for amazing workout playlists and have all of our cardio workouts be audio coached, which is amazing because you can take them anywhere, press play, and we are in your headphones, whether it be outdoor run, elliptical, treadmill, and that's huge. The 30 minute workout is done so quickly and you don't have to think about it. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. You can spend 30 minutes thinking about what workout you want to do in a day. So that especially here now in in quarantine in these weird times with outdoor run everyone's trying to get outdoors because a lot of us, myself included, I don't have gym access. I have one pair of dumbbells and I can run. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. to be able to just walk out your front door, press play, have an awesome playlist come on and be coached through a 30 minute killer workout. That was when we're like, okay, we have to do this because that is such a cool way to experience our workouts. It's exactly the way that we would want it because then you can understand how hard we really want you to be pushing because a lot of times when you're looking at a PDF, you're like, holy smokes, I'm gassed. Am I supposed to be? When you hear us saying, yeah, you are, <laughs> you're like, right. okay. Or like, you you know, if you're so tired right now, you need to back off a little. Like it's so much better to hear that coaching and know because then you can get the most efficient, effective workout. So once we finally knew we were able to do that, we were like, all right, we got to go for it. So, And that's available on iTunes and just everywhere. It's SysFit app, right? Yep. It is our SysFit app, S-I-S-S-F-I-T. The double S is where sometimes people get confused. (laughs) Currently only for iOS devices, but Android is coming very, very soon. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. I am so happy for you both. Congratulations on the app. You guys are going to want to check that out. Well, Kelly, I am so happy that you would join me today. I just have one last question for you. And it's one that I love to ask my listeners, and it kind of stems from my book for recent graduates, just the idea of of networking and continuing to stay in touch with fun people like yourself. I'm curious if there's anyone that comes to mind that should come on that you might know that should come on and share their how'd she do that story with me. Oh, gosh, there are so many women and I 
Yay. Uh, not a prepared answer. This is totally coming off the top of my head, but <laughs> we have a nutritionist friend of ours that we absolutely love, and her name is Kara Clark. Have you heard of her? Before? I don't know if I have. I'll have to look her up. She is wonderful. She actually just released a book, but she does um, nutrition challenges, and we found awesome. her um, pretty early on, and then discovered that she was local and she was a mom of four and just like a total go getter. But wow. philosophy wise, and just in terms of, she has a very strong faith, strong family, um, just great awesome. work ethic. It's just a really cool story seeing how she built her nutrition business from just nutrition challenges. And now you see just thousands of people in them. So she would be a really good one. Oh, well, thank you. Well, we'll have to stay tuned. You guys stay tuned. We might have to have her on for her. How'd she do that story? And Kelly, again, the the theme that I'm hearing from you is just the element of you're such a go-getter. And I know that my listeners are going to be encouraged having listened to your story. I'm encouraged and I'm reminded how much I love my CISFIT workouts. So where can people, I know we've talked about the app, where can people connect with you and Lauren if they have any questions, if they want to hear more, what's the best place to find you guys? Sure. So our website is probably the easiest. That is www.sysfit.com. And again, it's S-I-S-S-F-I-T. Those are probably like the most common sounding letters when you say them all together. <laughs> the double <laughs> remember. And then also on Instagram at we're at sis S I S S underscore fit. And then in the app store, it's super, super easy to find our app and you can do a free seven day trial and check out all of the workouts with no commitment. So that's probably, yeah, the best ways to connect. Awesome. Well, you guys are going to want to get on that seven-day free trial. I, again, can't tell you guys enough how much I love SysFit, how much I adore Kelly and Lauren. They are the real deal. So check them out. And gosh, get to sweating, you guys. They are hard workouts, but they're really, really fun. Kelly, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was so much fun. And hopefully, I'll get to see you soon in person sometime. How about that? (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so flattered. And I'm always so inspired and excited about all of your ventures as well. So thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. Please join us next Tuesday for a new episode. Talk to you soon.